1: The t- uh, the NXT after War Games. I know I was like the NXT after Takeover, the Takeover after War Games. No, the NXT 2.0 <laughs> after War Games. Uh, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein here with NYC Demon Diva Diva Issa. It's just us tonight and uh, end of an era as Johnny Gargano. I think I- I'm it's assuming
2: a- it's at the end of an era. I'm confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a- it was a little confusing because I mean, if they swerved us, you know what? Good on them if he's gonna stick around and feud with Grayson Waller. Um, cool, I guess. Is it? Well, okay, Grayson Waller's. I, I know originally I was like, really, I was like, it's a love child of Paul Walker and Vanilla Ice. I had high hopes for him, yeah, <laughs> but he's kind of disappointed me, so I don't know. Like, I think, I, I think him, uh, just beating up Johnny Gargano, and then I don't know, I don't know if I want to see this feud. I, I, I think it's brilliant if Johnny Gargano swerved us in this era of everybody leaving and Kyle O'Reilly having a swan song tonight and likely going to AEW, it looks like. Um, Yeah, like if Gargano, if he played us. But what I was thinking about, tell me what you think of this, is if he's leaving, it seems like the move is, like with Kyle O'Reilly, like whatever he had, the feud he lost, he thanked a bunch of people after. Like he had kind of an okay exit, right? But it seems like the move is to pull a – uh, Dean Ambrose, or to pull the like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna take some time off and get my head together and come up with like a plausible excuse, like we're having a baby. I just see, and then like the next, like as soon as your contract's up, show up on AEW. That's like the power move is to fool them into thinking you're not going to AEW, so they give you this amazing send off, and then you go to AEW
2: you know what i like this you know i love a good conspiracy theory and i'm here for this one because you're right because ambrose just said he was gonna let his contract expire he never said anything and they did all this farewell tour for him and all that and then he just shows up on AEW the week after (laughs) that is funny i still i mean i know when we get into the show we'll talk about i still don't know i'm still trying to process what just happened and Did I shouldn't know because yeah. they teased it. They teased it with Grayson earlier. Oh, I'll get views. And, I'm, and I kept thinking, are they going to pay that off next week? Because as the show went on, I don't see him trying to get that payback. So we shouldn't know. We shouldn't know.
1: And if they thought he was going to AEW, it, he'd be getting like the Ikamanjiro treatment, like the worst promos ever. Like someone would just be coming out, like pantsing him in the middle of the ring. He'd get beaten every week. You know, it's like you want to soften him up before he goes to to your rivals.
2: Yeah, I don't... I just don't... I don't know. For some reason, when it comes to Gargano, I just don't feel 100% confident that he's leaving. Taking yeah. time off, maybe. I don't know that they will treat him like... I don't know, because it's Grayson Waller, too. But I feel like he's the greatest takeover NXT performer yeah. of all time. You would think there has to be some kind of respect there, right? Yeah. I guess. I don't know.
1: No, and that's the thing And tonight. But that's enough, like, you don't think... like. If your job thought you were quitting your job to go work for a competitor to the company you work for, they would have security escort you out and mail you (laughs) your things in a box. They would be like, get out of here. We're not telling you anything. Take care. Goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> like you, you know, know what the,
2: the real power move would have been now that you were talking about that it would have been for Adam Cole to not mention his contract was expired and just show up in AEW oh, when yeah. it expired oh my god that would have been such so, would have been BDE big time
1: yeah I mean I think <laughs> that Wargames was really good the other night yes, you know it was. It's, weird. it's weird that we're 48 hours out from that but like I have emotions about this and because in wrestling everything can be a work I have I no cool respect.
2: I said that earlier. I said I have a lot of trust that she'll see because I'm a wrestling fan and I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs>
1: and look at last night. I didn't bother to watch Raw last night because I knew Liv Morgan wasn't winning. And look, I'm a Liv Morgan day one, John Adadio stan from a show in Lakeland, Florida in the fall of 2015.
2: Yeah, but you're also a big Becky Lynch fan.
1: I am. But with Liv, I've said, seriously, this is the first time I saw her wrestle. I was like, she has got it. She can go. Like, this is a future champion. And we've been waiting for this, right? And I think Becky's just so on fire. And I love Becky, but Becky didn't need to win that match necessarily.
2: Right, right. Uh, you know, I, I I said a bunch of times, too, the same thing that I didn't think Liv was winning. And that's how it went. And it's nothing against Liv Morgan. I just like I keep going back to if they did all of that for Bianca Belair, you know, the Royal Rumble, the main event of WrestleMania, and they didn't let Bianca beat Becky. Nobody's beating Becky anytime soon.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's that's what I based it out of.
1: And it's weird too, because I think Becky is so made right now that she could lose, and it's not gonna hurt her, it's not gonna hurt WWE. The upside is for Liv, and I think the upside is for the viewers who would once again believe like anything can happen and we should be invested in every match because we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And we're going to be surprised, you know, and I think that that's almost more important than just protecting, uh, you know, a top star.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: You know? So, I mean, yeah, it's it's just like, and I watched on Twitter last night, I watched everybody talk themselves into believing. I didn't. (laughs) Except you. You're a skeptical. You're, no, you know. I'm just
2: apparently a psychic because there was something else went on tonight that I oh, called yeah. weeks ago on this show. So yeah.
1: <laughs> Isn't it weird though, where sometimes if you want to predict what's gonna happen in WWE, like NXT SmackDown or whatever, just predict what the most disappointing outcome will be, and you're probably gonna be right. <laughs>
2: Yes, I went. I found the uh, I found the clip again, and I'm like saying in the clip, I'm like, I'm just gonna say riddle to be random, and then it happened, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even have a, actually. My reason was just because of MSK, you know, but it was just funny that that's the route that they went with.
1: Man, I was, and it's like, like totally
2: joking when I made that prediction, but you know, haha, jokes it's... on me.
1: <laughs> and all I could think of is that like HBK just thinks like marijuana is the funniest thing. And like stoner humor is the funniest thing. It's you not. Know? It. It's really not. It hasn't been they for don't even, they, years. They, uh,
2: even even when it is, they don't do it the right way. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
1: probably <Pardon laughs> me, actually 20 years. I will say, dude, where's my car? Oh, made the me laugh best. harder. Like that's one of my top five in theater laughter experiences. Oh ever.
2: my god. I love that movie. I still watch it and laugh. Stupid. And I uh, it's so the best. good. but that's what I mean. It can be funny if done right, but they're not doing it right. Yeah. Especially with this like like hangers, every freaking video package that we get is like we're gonna do this for ten weeks. I'm over it already. <laughs>
1: and the weird thing is now we live in this time when marijuana is like legal basically everywhere right there's not the stigma about it anymore and they're still doing this like coded messaging like "ha ha," aren't we getting away with something like being really funny alluding to this but not saying what we're alluding to right <laughs> that's the weirdest part right I mean it's very strange
2: well but is it legal in Florida that is the oh, question. It's true yeah is it
1: medically it is isn't medically isn't it legal everywhere I don't know I don't know, <laughs> but we got some uh, we got some news. which oh, yeah. Al- Alfred normally does. I know now. I'm like, oh, I have to read the news stories. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here's where I open up Wrestling Inc. Uh, for the first time uh, today. Okay. And I read the news stories that have been prepared for us. Uh, Mark Henry gives a major update on his in-ring future. All the former WWE talent hired by AEW this past year, Mark Henry is near the top of the list as one of the most surprising names. Before signing with AEW, he spoke with Booker T and revealed that he wanted to have one more match in WWE before he retired. And now he is saying that his last match would now happen in AEW. But then he was asked the other day by I-95's large Dave, that's the name, uh, whether or not he'd get back in the ring. And he's and he laughed and he said, I'm not getting back in there. If somebody hits me, I'm calling the police so winter is coming he's gonna hit the ring right
2: (laughs) probably why will mark henry call the police like that is like the biggest cop out i ever (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i go back to his amazing entrance song he's not calling the police He's, he's supposed to punch somebody yeah yeah i don't i don't know if he'll wrestle again i don't i don't I don't want to see him wrestle again. You know what I mean? I didn't care when Big Show got back in the ring for that weird match with QT Marshall. I feel the same way about Mark Henry.
1: Yeah, I think Mark Henry is really making a name for himself right now on Rampage. And I think that he's doing an amazing job. But that being said, I mean, it's wrestling. Never say never, right?
2: Oh, and you did say winter is coming and it is in Texas. So...
1: I mean, that's and again, this is this is the cynical, skeptical, paranoid, conspiracy theorist wrestling fan. Well, if Mark Henry's saying right now he's not going to wrestle again, next week he's going to be wrestling. Throw him off we the are scent. some
2: cynical people because we like wrestling.
1: Yeah, and it, but it's, it's a weird, it's a weird relationship. It
2: is, yeah. and I blame all my trust issues on it and my lack of friendships. <laughs> I'm like, I have no friends. I watch wrestling. <laughs> trust no one.
1: Oh, man. Um, So we have backstage news on Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns happening at day one. And on Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted that Nick Khan, it's his idea. The idea is for this to become an annual pay-per-view in January because December pay-per-views typically do not do that well. And the idea was this was seen as the biggest match possible. Um, And they didn't think that the Royal Rumble needed it. So they're expected to continue their feud post day one and according to this, they're planned for a match at WrestleMania. Now I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed by that news because I mean, we've, we've really worked ourselves into a, a shoot here about the rock coming back yeah, for mania for a match against Roman Reigns, but I don't know. I mean, do you think it's happening?
2: this is just us though this is us fantasy booking nobody has said the rock is coming back the issue here is that you have built absolutely nobody so we have to keep rerunning brock and roman how many times have we seen it at a wrestlemania now this will be the fourth time they have to add somebody to the equation other otherwise it's just not gonna work out or it can't main event
1: and i'm not just saying this to to say it because of my personal bias but Sammy Zayn and Brock Lesnar have, dare I say, magic, and they are just leaving. They're gonna Not ruin it. The they're
2: gonna ruin it, Glenn. They never thought it would go that well, and now they're. If you keep pushing it, they're gonna try to like write something for them, and there will go the magic.
1: I want a segment where they're like tag teaming, and then they break up and have a singles feud. But I want them tag teaming, and I want Sammy on Brock's farm, and Brock's explaining farm life to Sammy.
2: I want to say he's trying to teach him how to hunt and Sammy gets scared when he shoots the gun.
1: (laughs) Sammy trying to milk a cow.
2: Oh my God. I mean,
1: just think the the clarity. I mean, it's endless. Endless possibility and potential with this.
2: I love it. But um, I'm not surprised that they have to make a multi-man match out of Roman and Brock. You have nothing else and you stripped SmackDown down to nothing. You put all the good talent on Raw. Not that you're doing a lot with them over there either, but there's nobody on... Tell me a name on, on SmackDown we cover every Friday that you think could, like, be built fast enough to be a WrestleMania contender for Roman Reigns. That we haven't seen him wrestle. No. Nobody. Yeah?
1: No, I mean, there's, there's nothing
2: mm-hmm. at this point. Exactly.
1: Which is really tough. It's really, really—because I don't know what they do. Because um, he
2: smashed let's... them all.
1: Yes. But that's the problem, though, because, I mean, we've talked about this, but I think you're only as good as your competition— and your rival and it's like it's it's part of the reason why um like superman comics are so boring after a while is that it's like you've got like three two good villains basically and then in every other thing you're like well superman's going to win this it's we know how this is going to end
2: always mhm
1: you know at least batman like occasionally like bane breaks his back or something or he gets like, bit by a dog yeah something weird happens yeah. you know so yeah. i don't know uh, Joker, like, murders somebody close to him. I mean, there's... But there's the Joker nothing.
2: is such a cool, cool villain. We need a cool villain in WWE. I feel like we don't have that. You know what I mean? Or, I don't know, because Chroma is not even supposed to be the hero. He is actually the cool villain. So we yeah. need the superhero, I guess, now that I think about it.
1: <laughs> and they tried that a little bit with Cena, but I think that was still kind of half-baked. Like, they didn't really... Run that as like that was too condensed. They could have done more to build that and tell a better story. I thought
2: Cena ain't no superhero, he's the villain. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know what the, I mean. It's, it's a tough position they're in right now. I know you're Big gonna e-
2: have to empty uh, like a bank, like a freaking truckload of money to The Rock and do whatever it takes. Like, if they had to wrestle at whatever Hollywood set he's filming, that's what they're gonna have to do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, Kairi Sane is fueling rumors. Uh, she dropped WWE from her social media handle and has billed herself as a former WWE superstar. She returned to Japan in 2020 to be with her new husband, but she kept working for WWE as an ambassador in the country. And she has also done commentary on, uh, in, in Japanese on WWE pay-per-view events since then, which I think is very cool and I was not aware of until I read that I didn't just know now.
2: that. Wow, okay. I not know that.
1: You know, you know I wish... I was better with languages because I would love to listen. And from what I understand, all of the foreign commentary teams have like their own shtick. Oh, the Spanish
2: guys are excellent.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that's really cool that she's been doing that. But now uh, she's announced she's launching a 24-hour fitness gym. um, And there's speculation that she's going to return to the stardom promotion. Oh, nice.
2: uh, Yeah. Good for her. She's too talented to not be wrestling.
1: And I take it NXT Japan ain't happening anymore.
2: <laughs> I got it.
1: What's that? I mean, like, I'm so sad for Triple H.
2: Are you? Yeah, because, I mean,
1: look, okay, I mean, think about this. Like, pre-AEW, like, Triple H... Like he built the prototype for what AEW is. This idea that you could have. Oh yeah, AEW wouldn't
2: exist probably without NXT. Mm -hmm.
1: And this idea that there was going to be worldwide expansion. And he was doing stuff that like was completely like Vince trusted him enough that Triple H really got away with whatever he wanted to do for a very long time. And this idea of international expansion and like bringing in independent wrestlers, training homegrown wrestlers, uh, doing different territories. I mean, it's really incredible that he had that vision. It's probably even a bolder vision than what Vince had when he bought the company from his dad. Um, And I think going head-to-head with AEW and the ratings, just Vince lost all confidence.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. I remember when he went and got Shinsuke, he got AJ Styles, Finn Balor, like, he was doing so many like, just crazy things. I remember the Beast of the East um, special where they had NXT matches along with the main roster. We got, oh, I, 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 right now I want to fall in love with NXT 2.0 and I can't and reminiscing of the old NXT does not help my case because I mean I try to be glad that you know that we had it but I do I miss it I just I want Triple H to be healthy and if he's not gonna get to run NXT the way that he wants maybe we are better off without him there because I wouldn't want to build something and then have to go back to have somebody else tell me how to run something that I built it would probably drive me crazy you know
1: yeah Mean Mania in the chat is saying, do you think Triple H leaves WWE and starts his own promotion no. with his rules and his vision? No, I mean. No. Like, not unless a lot of things change. Like.
2: Like they l- fell.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but a lot of things would have to He's change. He's not
2: leaving. He's married into this family. Like, that would probably be the ultimate betrayal.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and uh, didn't Shane try and do some M- MMA promotion like 10 years ago? Yeah, but I do? don't
2: feel the same way about Shane as I do if Triple H was to leave. <laughs> I'm like, I know, I just sounded like the Shane McMahon birthday tweet. But what I'm saying is that he has a degree. He has his own business, his own money. He's the son where where Triple H had to earn the trust of biz. You know what I mean? Like, this is different. Like This
1: is, Issa, this is why you need to be watching Succession, because it's I all know. the same stuff.
2: I know, I know, I know, I know. I told you, I told you, I'm gonna get caught up with a couple of the shows you suggested yeah. by the weekend. I promise. I'm gonna text you. I'm gonna be like, "Guess what? I did it." Oh,
1: that's <laughs> awesome. Uh, so tonight, speaking of uh, end of an era, we open with Von Wagner uh, beating Kyle O'Reilly in a cage match.
2: Three nights of cages oh, man. in a so, row.
1: What do you think of the match? I know you're not the biggest Von Wagner fan.
2: I'm a more Von Wagner fan than I am uh Kyle wow. O'Reilly. Even when Kyle O'Reilly comes out and attacks him before Von Wagner enters the cage, he still seems lame to me. I don't know what it is about Kyle O'Reilly. And listen, wow. I have a feeling if he's done, he's gonna be just fine. And and I thought he was really cool with Undisputed Era, but I don't like him by himself at all. I thought the match was fun. Uh Von Wagner's gear I don't know if you noticed this but it looks like it's mesh like the workout pants that I wear like you know when I go to the gym I wear these pants and they're white and they have like little mesh area because they're cute that's why his work like that's what his gear looks like and it drives me crazy trying to figure out if it's mesh or fabric it is fabric oh. but I'm just saying he needs to change his gear a little
1: I I just can't get into Von Wagner Kyle O'Reilly has never been my favorite but I, and that's why this this feud just felt so cold to me they're tag teaming Felt cool. Like, just all of it, just kind of like, and it's the inevitable. Because, I mean, if you know Kyle's leaving, like, this was obvious. At least with the Organo stuff tonight, we're wondering. I don't think anyone's wondering about Kyle and where he's going.
2: Yeah, I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to be just fine. The problem is that because, I don't know if they knew that his contract was coming up, but it's like Kyle O'Reilly got that Adam Cole rub, right? That's who Adam Cole put over on his way out. So you would think that that would go and make whoever Kyle... O'Reilly gives the rub to even bigger but it didn't feel that way you know what I mean it's because you just turned them two nights ago there was no build up they were just like here's a cage yeah. match and we're never going to see Kyle O'Reilly again possibly that's weird especially if he shows up next week on AEW I yeah. don't think this does anything for, for Von Wagner
1: he could show up tomorrow night this could be the first boom boom you know we've Imagine, seen right I'm up.
2: pretty sure they're like locked into the 10th I thought yeah. So it'll be the week after. I if I'm if I WWE I lock them in through Friday just to at least not have it immediately the next day, you know?
1: <laughs> but if the rumors are true and Wyndham shows up at Winter is Coming, this is going to be another thing like like this is going to be an uh even worse version of uh Daniel Bryan stepping on Adam Cole's pop, you know?
2: Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Yeah, if any of them shows up at Winter is coming and we get um, with him, they're they're done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, because I don't like, no offense to fans of the Undisputed Era, but I think Bray Wyatt just had more fans, more legacy, like means more. Whereas Kyle O'Reilly, people are like, yeah, we're kind of expecting that to happen.
2: Right, because we already know that he's kind of done. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, And that's exactly what kind of happened at All Out. And yeah. it would be kind of even like all oh, out. Think about it. We had like CM Punk's first match in mm-hmm. seven years, and when the pay per view ended, nobody was talking about CM Punk. Why? Because Bryan and and mm-hmm. and Cole showed up. It would be the same way. Everybody would just be talking about former Bray Wyatt, this in AEW now.
1: Man, and I think about Wyndham versus Darby. when Wynd- you know Wyndham versus Stang. like Wyndham versus Malachi Black. Black. Yeah, Malachi Black. Yes. <laughs> when I think about the ability and to just to make to make like actual cinematic style presentation like they could just do so much more with it. Like I just think like that's very exciting to me. But Kyle, I mean great Undisputed Era is gonna be an AEW. Like that's not my dream three four. Well, oh, they
2: Undisputed have era. they they're only I, I have like this conspiracy that they're only doing it just to run Undisputed Era against the elite like Young Bucks and Kenny Omega against the formerly known Undisputed era. It's a money match right there.
1: I mean it's a money match for half a million people.
2: Right, no, and that and it'll they'll probably at least Kyle O'Reilly will probably end up on Dark on Elevation after that, but but they will do yeah. the match.
1: <laughs> um. So after this, uh, we saw Johnny Gargano's speech that he gave after War Games, and they said he was going right. to address the NXT his future later in the evening. Then we had Joe Gacy backstage with Harland, and he like said, "Okay, so he failed this to was get weird." But like, I was kind of into this for a second when he said that uh, he was trying to end the cruiserweight division, but now he's working on changing the name of a show that promotes exclusivity, which is 205 Live. I was like, holy shit, if Joe Gacy invades 205 Live and makes that like his mission, like I'm like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of into that. Like that could actually be clever and interesting and they could do um, more stuff on there. But this was really a promo said of Harland who's going to have his first match next week.
2: Yeah, I was I was very invested in that. I can't wait to see what he can do in the ring. This guy has been hyped up. Well, it was probably us on social media hyping him up. But he's been hyped up for so long that I just want to see him... Wrestle so as soon as they said that, I was excited. I want to see how they do this 205 live thing. I'm personal it's personally not for me, but I'm not like against it. I just thought the whole video package was well, weird until they got to the point that Harlan is debuting next week. I'm, I, I really want to see what he can or can't do. Who knows? And
1: I gotta be honest, there have been some moments on Rampage on Fridays where I'm thinking, like Wait a second, isn't 205 live like half women's matches now? I feel like I kind of want to watch that instead. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because they started doing women's matches on 205 live i've been wondering if they're really gonna change it and how do you go about it so if they're looking to change 205 live and they integrate it into a storyline i will give them more credit yeah. that i would think they would do because i would just think they would just drop it out of thin air and never say anything so putting it in a storyline is probably a super smart way to go about it
1: and it shows that they bl- i mean they clearly believe in gacy and harland as much as it's like I've criticized the gimmick as much as people have thought Harlan's look has kind of not gotten over the way it should have. Like, they clearly believe in him.
2: He definitely looks intimidating. I don't like the outfit. It went from, like, Michael Myers to I don't know what he's doing. I thought the shaving of the head, you took away the Brock Lesnar comparison. He looks mean and evil. But the outfit is uh, the outfit that's not clicking for me with him.
1: Yeah, no, and that matters. And then
2: it does matter. Presentation is very important.
1: And then we had Braun Breaker come out, and uh, I'm still not 100% feeling Braun yet. What
2: is it? What is it for you? I feel like there's something there with Braun Breaker and Von Wagner, right? But it doesn't (laughs) click for me.
1: Yeah, it's like these are two really tough, big, talented guys, period. Right. (laughs) What's his character? Well, he's a very talented athlete but he's very big and he can go in the ring.
2: And he picked his name because he wants to break people.
1: <laughs> That's worse.
2: Actually, my favorite part of this entire segment was uh, Malvin coming out and calling him LeBron. LeBron, yeah. <laughs> so he was
1: calling out Ciampa for another opportunity at the NXT title. and then he was interrupted by uh, Malcolm Bivens and Diamond Monk oh, yeah, Malcolm Maun, Bivens, yeah. And setting up a match for Roderick Strong versus Braun Breaker next week
2: um who if you had the opportunity to give somebody a mouthpiece who would you give it to first braun breaker or von wagner
1: i mean braun breaker just because there's i mean von wagner i just not like nothing connects
2: (laughs) because he was with Kyle o'reilly give him a chance now
1: but what's his character? Look, I thought I thought Von Wagner was ZZ from Tough Enough who got in really good shape for like the first six months we saw him on screen. <laughs> I was like, ooh, ZZ finally put in the work.
2: There's so many of them that I don't recognize. Like, it takes me a second. Like, this, the brothers were in the ring today, and I was like, are those the steak guys? I keep calling them the steak guys. <laughs> And the sad thing is that I tweeted at those estate guys and everybody commented, yes, they knew exactly what I was talking about. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I feel, but- I feel that I feel that way about a lot of these new characters in NXT that I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Not even like name-wise, like period, as a, as a character.
1: Yeah, we had uh, Grizzled Young Veterans and Imperium get into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this... Uh- Yeah, (laughs) Brooks and Dunn, Imperium was there. Um, Brooks and Dunn won. Brooks and Dunn just keep winning lately.
2: Yes. That means something, right?
1: I mean, like, but I mean, so what's going to happen? They're going to have a championship match like is it? I don't see Imperium dropping the titles, not to these guys.
2: Uh, No, I think it's going to be MSK when they finally decide to stop hanging out with Riddle.
1: I think MSK is good. They're gonna have at least one segment where MSK is supposed to have a title match, and they're so stoned they forget about the match.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, and they just lose because they're not there. Um, but you yeah, know, Brooks and Dunn keep winning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, then let's see. We had uh, Zion Quinn sending a warning to Santos Escobar. Had it tonight. We had Duke Hudson come out in a really bad wig. Get into it with Cameron Grimes.
2: He looks like the next KFC person. What is it? The the Colonel, Whatever. Colonel? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> and
1: uh, if you can't get enough of Duke Hudson and Cameron Grimes, they're going to have a no-holds-barred match.
2: That's great. I really just wanted to see the haircut. I'm so disappointed. Like, uh, whatever.
1: Cameron Grimes is so good. And such a good character. And Duke Hudson is not. At all. Like, this is this is what NXT 2.0 needs to do. And I, I've always made the comparison of NXT and Saturday Night Live. Like, I think it's very similar environments now they showcase talent. Like, if you launch somebody like Duke Hudson and that shit ain't working, you just need to cut it. You only put on the best stuff you have each week. And if his character and his storylines aren't good enough to get on the air, you work on a new character. Work on something else. Find a way to make the poker room relevant if they're going to stick with this gimmick. But it's just like continuing with him and Grimes, like... This has been over in my mind for for a while now. And Grimes needs to get better opportunities. Like, this is an albatross around his neck. This is dragging him down.
2: Yeah, especially after what I thought, well, it dragged a little bit with the million-dollar title team. But he ended up getting, you know, retribution. He got the title back um, to the million-dollar man. And then that's it. It's just like he went on a weird... We're not going to do anything with him now. You know what I mean? And it's just like you would think that story would have elevated him enough to just move on to something else. I also would love to know how bad does Duke Hudson look that they sent him out there in a wig? <laughs> and is this new gimmick a wig thing? What if he wears a different wig every week? I could get behind that. Yeah, it could, it
1: could be kind of fabulous.
2: <laughs> yes. If it's the right wig. If it's the right wig. Tonight was not a good wig. But I mean, he had, what, two days? Not, not even like, Prime can get you a wig to your house that fast.
1: Well, not a good one. Um,
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: it looked, His wig set looks like a blonde version of the Enzo wig from Survivor Series. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was really bad. It was a really bad, really bad wig. Um. So then we had uh, Carmelo Hayes against Dexter Loomis.
2: Yay! Dexter is back. Well, he was back on Sunday, but this was a good match.
1: Yeah, Loomis won by DQ, but I think this is gonna keep going. And I I could see Loomis uh challenging for that North American title sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't be upset. I, I think Loomis is great, and I thought they had really good chemistry. I've really been liking on um, Trek also. Yeah, Trek is amazing. He's so good. Like I really, really have been enjoying the two of them paired up together and they're they're great. And I and I enjoyed this match. And they gave him some time too.
1: Yeah which is great because
2: these are good names too
1: but this is the thing and again I said this on Twitter it's like why wasn't Dexter coming out when Gargano was getting attacked why wasn't Champa coming out or
2: Champa or anybody like I don't know the the whole thing was weird We'll, we'll get to the main event segment but I thought the same thing I'm like why was Dexter not defending Gargano at the end it drove me crazy that nobody came out which is what makes me think this is a work
1: yeah Oh, man, they could have worked it even better. They should have had Candace out there. They should have had Johnny, like, touching her belly, talking about, I can't wait to be a dad. Like, they they could have really laid this on thicker, which makes me think that because they didn't do that, which makes me think he's not staying. See, there's arguments for and against.
2: Right. Now, imagine that you are, like, an old person and you're talking to, like, a new teenager. And then, because um, Daniel Bryan ended up, like, coming back, you show them his retirement speech and tell them it was at work. You know how much that would mess with them because he wasn't, but because he came back, you could be like, this whole thing was at work. He came back a couple of weeks later. (laughs) I'm going to start doing that.
1: It's all all work. (laughs) It's all
2: work. That's what I'm saying. Because you're talking about that, and you're just like, if he had Candace out there with the belly and all that, it took me back to like when Bree came out, when Daniel Bryan had to retire, (laughs) you know? Like
1: here's here's my thing. If you're gonna be manipulative, if you're gonna be passive aggressive, if you're going to string people along and tell an elaborate fiction, lay it on thick. At least it's more entertaining. You know? I,
2: I still don't I just don't know how to feel about that main event segment. I still don't know if it got worked, if it's just taking time off, if it really is gone. I don't know.
1: I just I if you're gonna lie to me, I want an elaborate lie. I have a a friend, uh, may he rest in peace, Brendan, who I've talked about on this podcast many a time. uh, And he was a complete sociopath. But, oh, my God, was he entertaining. And it was never like, oh, Brendan, you're two hours late. We were supposed to go to this thing. Now we missed the concert. We're going to do it. It was never like, oh, sorry, I got caught up in errands. It's just things happen. He would be like, I was two blocks away. And did you hear the sirens? Because I was at the convenience store. I was getting gas, and then there was a robbery. And the police would not let me leave the area. I said, "I want to go back in my car and get my phone." They would not let me get my phone, and I had to take my statement. I saw the robber. And he looked kind of like Tom Selleck, and it was very interesting because you know in Magnum he was a good guy, but I was like, "Why is Tom Selleck robbing the store?" No, it turned out it was not Tom Selleck. But they brought the sketch artist out there, and I said, and then made the sketch look too much like Tom Selleck Hawaiian shirt, tiger's hat. That we had to redo it all over again. And I'm really, really sorry. This won't happen again. I will make it up to you next week.
2: Yeah, but you know the thing with an elaborate lie is that then you can keep up with it.
1: Yeah, I and mean, he got like there were some times, but but here's the thing: you can't be mad if somebody's no, no, oh you. no, one thousand. You can't be mad,
2: one thousand, because
1: they're putting in effort, and that's what I really respect
2: you know what the sad thing is though that this happens here in new york a lot especially with like mass transit and all that and every time one of us is late it feels like we're making an elaborate lie like that but it's actually the reality of our commute every day (laughs) where you go like well the train got stopped because somebody got sick and then this happened and this happened and and the sad thing is nobody questions it because it really is our daily life
1: Yeah, that's the good thing about your metro area, is, you know, traffic yeah. <laughs> can can buy you quite some time. Um oh there we go. Uh Seller Lopez 499 saying photos online, Glenn. After they went off the air, HBK Chompa and Candice came out and Gargano got emotional. So maybe tonight was real.
2: Nothing was real about tonight. <laughs> the only thing that was real was a backstage interview with Tony D'Angelo. The rest didn't oh, yes. matter.
1: Well, <laughs> Um so we did get the shaman. MSK finally got their shaman is Matt Riddle who he said he's gonna like be there with them.
2: Uh I'm waiting for the magic words. You were right.
1: <laughs> oh yes, he said you were right.
2: Thank you. I'm clipping that.
1: <laughs> when Riddle <laughs> says he's going to be there with them, do you think it's gonna be I'm gonna be there with you in spirit, bro? Like
2: <laughs> I mean, isn't he doesn't he live nearby? Don't no, like true. half of them kind of live there and they hang out at NXT anyways just because <laughs> you might as well use them they're all just hanging out like hey what's up
1: (laughs) speaking of living in the performance center who's this uh female performer uh the female uh superstar that we've seen in the background sleeping oh Uh, is that the former Mei Ying
2: yes Yes, She has a new name and her gimmick is taking naps. And I gotta tell you it's the perfect gimmick for WWE because don't we all take a nap when we watch their programming?
1: (laughs) Like, Okay, and again I like the big swings that WWE is taking. Maybe she's narcoleptic. Maybe she'll be having a match and then just fall asleep in the middle of the match.
2: I like my sense of humor better where it's just like she just can't even stay awake through their own show. (laughs)
1: i've i've taken micro naps before during wrestling
2: me too the other day i took one and Like, I didn't even mean to fall asleep, but I thought I slept forever. And I opened my eyes and the same match was on. I was like, wait, how long did I sleep for? Because I woke up feeling like I missed the whole show. And then I'm like, wait, I didn't really sleep for that long.
1: (laughs) Oh, see, and Trevor Snook has has the good gimmick. And then she wakes up and kicks out at 2.9 seconds.
2: Uh, Ah, okay, I can get behind.
1: (laughs) That is solid. I'm telling you, we should be running NXT, not just us, but the wrestling chat room. I think... uh, got the creative minds to really make the show too.
2: sing i'm here for the pajamas though like i'm a big pajamas person i need to see like i saw shows wearing i think she was wearing a one seat tonight so next week it'll be nice if she does like a two-piece satin maybe christmas theme you know
1: yeah why not <laughs> who doesn't and think of the merchandising opportunities
2: uh we don't talk about that because we still don't have any tony d'angelo merch. i know
1: what is up with that
2: they don't want they don't want our money glenn
1: I guess not. It's been a while since I've ordered wrestling merch. Tony D'Angelo, I will buy something uh, if they come out with it. So Mandy Rose told Vic to shut up. And by the way, it was at this point when I realized I was like, oh, man, I missed Beth on uh, commentary. Oh, I I realized
2: that within the first five minutes. I think I tweeted it at like 804. I was like, wow, I already missed Beth. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But out there with Toxic Attraction cutting a promo, Mm -hmm. uh, saw Persia Prada and Indy Hartwell backstage. And uh, they're trying to get it together to, to really go for it. But we saw Gigi Dolan and JC Jane uh, of Toxic Attraction beat Valentina Feroz and Luis Leon tonight. Pretty, pretty squashy match. Really
2: been liking them as a tag team. I think Toxic Attraction, all three of them. I think Mandy has improved tremendously, but I think their tag team work is, is very, very good. And we don't see them wrestling tag matches often enough.
1: That you think? We- I'm sorry.
2: No, go ahead. So, do you think a
1: kayfabe Mandy is just so upset because things didn't work out with her and Otis? Yes. She's just trying to get over him.
2: She can't. When you, when I, when, when you got your heart broken like that, that's what you turn into a dark hair champion.
1: It is sort of like, uh, I'm divorced. I'm going to get an aggressive new haircut, like take control of my life sort of move.
2: Getting her groove back in NXT. Yeah,
1: a little bit, you know?
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, but I really really like her, and I hope that she eventually is able to move on from her amazing love story with Otis.
1: Like, it was a silly story at first, but that was probably one of the better storylines of recent years in WWE.
2: Yeah, yeah, and it got over so good with the crowd.
1: Yeah, but now, that was the old Mandy. The new Mandy tonight is just angry. Just has an ego. Uh, Cora Jade came out and reminded her that she beat her two weeks ago, beat her at War Games. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez came out with a steel chair. So, I mean, they're keeping buzz. After Cora Jade, I kind of want to see Cora Jade go for it. I don't know if she has the the gravitas yet. Um, She's not as experienced in the ring, but I think she is just a fast-rising superstar in NXT.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think they're really making sure you know who she is, remember her name, and they're giving her the spotlight. And I'm, I'm 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 appreciating I'm becoming more and more of a fan.
1: Yeah. And this will be good. This will be a really good feud. I'm looking forward to how they could keep this going. And I liked what they had uh backstage with Raquel and uh Cora about like whose turn it is next. So I don't know. I mean I think the women's division has still been booked very, very well. And then yes. speaking of which a new vignette for Tiffany Stratton, showcasing her athletic ability more than her uh, monetary gifts.
2: Good, she's a gymnast now, right? That's and she was like she was gonna go to the Olympics, but she's not a team player.
1: Yeah, it's interesting too because you know with Tony D'Angelo, he was like a collegiate wrestler, and like they made no mention of that background. It's just all character, right? It's interesting with her that they're they're talking about being in Team USA and.
2: But she did say, which I thought was interesting in this vignette, she said, "What's better than a gold medal is the NXT Women's Champion." So mm. she's like, like championship. So she's not even here yet, and she's already shooting for the top. So very curious about you know what she can do and and how she's gonna fit into the storylines.
1: And I'm telling you because her promo was backstage with Tony D'Angelo. I'm just I'm saying this storyline writes itself. Yes. <laughs> you know uh the tony d'angelo promo tonight talking about pete dunn um
2: Pete pop like,
1: yes and uh but before we get pete dunn and tony d'angelo in a feud it looks like we're gonna get chase chase you why
2: who asked uh, for this
1: no one i mean tony's gonna win easily
2: of course tony's gonna win also mayor respect for tony putting on the mouthpiece in a glass box oh yes yes. i would love for him to start taking souvenirs from all of his freaking opponents and like displaying them in a room you know because isn't that like what you know what you would expect somebody from the mob do so i appreciated (laughs) that (laughs) Um, anyways, I didn't ask for this chase you, but whatever gets Tony D'Angelo more matches and more wins, that's fine. I just wish it was somebody else.
1: Yeah. He's uh, again, he was just one of the most entertaining things to watch. And I like, I like that they give him time on the mic just to speak naturally, but this seemed almost toned down. He wasn't giving anyone money, saying buy yourself a little something. No one was in a trunk. Like with Tony, you gotta, Tony should always be at an eight. And I feel like they've given us Tony at a five a little bit.
2: You know, I I agree with you, but he just made it through um, war games. He's probably exhausted. You know, he probably partied afterwards, has some sanitation business to take care of. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and see how he does next week. Now he's going to have a couple of days off to recover, eat some deep dish pizza. He's going to be fine next week. You'll see. He'll be at a 10.
1: We shall see. Um, (laughs) Santos Escobar versus Zion Quinn tonight.
2: 50-50 booking at its finest. It begins. Santos Escobar wins, which he needed the win, but I guarantee you they will fight again, and then Zion Quinn will win.
1: They need to give Electro Lopez more to do. She gave him the brass knuckles tonight. That was cool. Yes, But I just feel like she upstages this entire group
2: yes i agree i thought that sion quen was gonna win and she was just gonna take off with him and and abandon legado del fantasma
1: (laughs) (laughs) the tension between them
2: i know i that's why i think that would have been a better booking decision and then let legado go back to her not outstaging them you know
1: yeah and we had boa addressing idris Nofe. um so that's gonna keep building that feud
2: wait did we talk about the state guys
1: oh uh which thing
2: the Steak Guys and the Creep Brothers? Oh, uh, did we? I don't know. But oh, yeah, st- yeah. And the Dunn. Steak Brooks Guys and Dunn. were yes, there and and with Dunn the Creep Brothers.
1: The Steak Guys. I call them Brooks and Dunn. You call them the Steak Guys. We don't know what their actual names are. But.
2: Did they win? Who won that match?
1: I believe. Did they win? Now, or did the Steak Brothers win? <laughs> <The> steak Brothers. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn won.
2: Okay. Oh wow! So the Creep Brothers are losing again. Okay, yeah. I missed the ending. I went to get a water bottle, come back, and it was over. So I so thought I needed to know if the state Guys won or not. I'm with you. Okay.
1: Um, and then Johnny Gargano coming out saying we can go over. Chucky's not on tonight. We're gonna just talk.
2: Uh, that's not how it works, buddy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he came out. He started talking at 10 p.m. Of course you have to run over. You guys couldn't manage to fit this in in your time frame. So
1: it made it feel real. I mean, I really like this and I liked how we talked about his career. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, so I understand based on the photos, like maybe this was actually it. Um, Yeah, maybe he is legitimately taking some time off. He definitely if this is it, he definitely has NXT thinking he's legitimately taking some time off.
2: He said I may do some things here and there. What does that mean?
1: But he said in February, he's going to be a dad. And that was like, and that kind of makes sense. Like this would be not the best time. And AEW is touring. AEW is like on the road. This is probably not the best time for Gargano to be away. Right. Um, I don't know. I mean, so like this was a very emotional speech. Uh, I'm talking about his history in WWE, uh, in NXT specifically. Was very good, and then like the audience kind of ruined this because about like I don't know if Grayson was out there just twirling his mustache, and, yeah. Like, taking his they time, they started like,
2: screaming halfway through before we could see Grayson. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that as well. I, 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 if this was, I don't know, I guess everybody has to, like, they have to work something in. I see the pictures, I was just looking at them, and it's like, I would have rather seen, if it's a real thing, I would have rather seen Kendall's out there, I would have rather seen Champa come out and let let us just have that moment. But I guess, like you said earlier, we really don't know what he's going to do, if he's going to show up somewhere else or whatever, but I, I just... I don't know. There's a certain level of appreciation for Gargano that if this is real and we don't know what's going to happen, I wish they would have given him just a real moment. I feel like the real moments are more valuable than trying to work a storyline into everything, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think as a storyline, they could have done more to um, to make it more over the top, like we talked about. Like this felt like um, if it was an impromptu, heartfelt goodbye it felt it did feel that way right but to have Grayson Waller attack and be like this is my house and yada yada and then just go off the air it just kind of felt like and and again this is not about Johnny Gargano it's not about Johnny Gargano and his time in NXT but this felt like a half-assed way to build Grayson Waller with Johnny
2: which is which is tragic because I thought he looked great at war games yeah, but this wasn't it. Like you need to just have him, let him wrestle and show what he can do in the ring, like you did on Sunday. That really got a lot of these two guys over and girls. It was just letting them wrestle and show what they can do. Um, I just he was he probably it's just not the person that I would have given that to. Also, I wanted to say on the segment backstage when Grayson mm-hmm. Waller teases that he's gonna do something later on because LA Knight steals his girl. Ellie and i did not open the door for that lady and if somebody that is from the og team he should have opened the door for her the yeah. car door he didn't open and i was very disappointed total douche move
1: and why didn't they get some heel heat on champa by him having him out there with candace and saying oh by the way the baby's mine
2: wow <laughs> and then we do champa and gargano again and no i mean, gargano's just gone
1: well, yes, I, that was the man. That was the one. Like, if I'm looking in retrospect, when they did the Gargano Champa breakup, that was the one lever they didn't pull no. when Candice came out. That's and that would have been like nuclear, like, that would have been the hottest thing in wrestling in years.
2: And then when the baby comes out, somebody photoshops it with like a Champa beer Chompa. be like, See, I told you it was my baby. <laughs> My god.
1: But instead we get Grayson Waller just like blah blah blah. Like
2: <laughs> it was so lame. I'm sorry. It was lame. It was
1: lame. Like it wasn't even good. It wasn't interesting. I mean, it's like it, but Grayson Waller, like he's kind of like a lean, uh, you know, very lean athlete. Like he doesn't look physically imposing.
2: It's the face.
1: It is the face. He's too much of a pretty boy.
2: Right, because when he was standing, like, face-to-face with LA Knight, he looked bigger than him, but the face is just like, okay.
1: Yeah. Man, so, Love Gargano, if this is it, I'm glad they gave him the time to talk, but I don't think Grayson Waller has nuclear heat next week, where it's like, oh, boo, I can't believe you did this.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, he was getting some chance, but...
1: Yeah, but, that, but that's the... F- I know some
2: people were chanting, like like people were tweeting about it. But I was like, I don't think this is going to do anything for him. I thought it was lame. And if I was in the arena, yeah, I would have probably booed him. But just because he ruined the moment, not because that was like so crazy.
1: The moment I knew Baron Corbin was a superstar Uh was when I was at TakeOver in 2016. Not TakeOver. uh, I was at uh, Access in 2016. They were taping Mm -hmm. all those NXT episodes. Yep. And Austin Aries came and shot a promo and Baron Corbin attacked him. And someone in the crowd yelled, you took away his moment. (laughs) Like, like, and that's where I was like, Baron Corbin is awesome. Yeah. Because this isn't just booze. Like people like have very specific heated, like just anger towards him. Right. You know? And like with Grayson, this was like, you suck. Like whatever. Like that's, that's not, that's not real. That's not like... Dis- like People despise Baron Corbin on many yeah. levels. And like MJF.
2: Yeah. Like MJF. I remember when J.F. Were getting water bottles thrown at him and, and all that. Like People really, really do not like him. And well, the bottles
1: weren't filled with water. That's how you knew they really didn't like him.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's like the heel equivalent of uh, winning an Oscar. Um, yeah. Very... <laughs> Wet, disgusting. Oscar. That's a weird um, way
2: to say you're good at your job, right? Yeah, seriously.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it was a great, like, this was just, this wasn't personal. This wasn't interesting. This was.
2: Uh, yeah, it, I felt this entire, and we talked about that last week too. This was an episode of NXT that if you missed it, did you really miss anything? The Gargano, Gargano, Gargano moment. Nice. But it's yeah. like, they didn't, I think you're better off watching whatever happened afterwards on on Twitter. Yeah. And that's the thing with NXT lately. It feels like the episodes are not must watch television. And people tuned in tonight and they the best thing they did was keep Gargano to the end. Because you yeah. have to keep people watching, you know? Um, but NXT has done this too. Like, remember when William Regal was gonna quit and then Samoa Joe came back? Like, I I, I guess we'll see what happens. I it might be real, maybe I'm in denial. But <laughs> there's nothing about two nights that would have made it must watch outside of that Gargano thing and that's something that you can go and watch the highlights of.
1: yeah so there you go that was NXT just watch the highlights <laughs>
2: uh, no just so- watch us
1: yeah it's true we're going to tell you everything you need to know so um, tomorrow AEW coverage uh, Friday Smackdown and Rampage coverage with me and I don't know who else
2: Not me, because I'm going to be seeing Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. Sorry, I have to keep flexing about it. It's exciting.
1: I understand. (laughs) Um, You can follow, you said, NYC, Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm Akalina Rubenstein. And have a good week, everybody. We'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.